This is the Connection Community Church Christmas Eve podcast for 2009, The Gift of Life. Okay, so maybe Clark did overdo it just a little bit. Huh? Can I have an amen on that? <laughs> amen, yeah. But, you know, I love Christmas lights. Maybe not quite that many, but I, I love Christmas lights. I, really? Yeah, I think not that, quite that many. <laughs> okay. Um, I think they're beautiful. I'd love to ride through the neighborhood, see where, you know, people decorate and all. But, but it's more than that because... Um, it's what those right lights represent, because, you know, if you really think about it, you really get spiritual about it. Each one of those lights represents uh, the life of the one we celebrate, whose birth we celebrate tonight. Amen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and each of those lights then reminds us of the gift of life that Jesus brings to us. So, I love lights. Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas Connection Church. My name's Carrie Jones. And I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Oh, God, we thank you for this night. We thank you for piercing the darkness and bringing forth light (coughs) and being the light of the world. Our life, our life light. Open our hearts so that we might be changed and transformed by your word found in scripture and that we might leave a little bit differently than when we came in the doors this evening. We pray this in Jesus' name and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And all of Connection Church said, amen. Amen. Okay, so are you wondering? It wasn't me. Okay, so I'm using one of those Pampered Chef uh, things. Oh, wait a minute now. Now, now, great. Now we disparage Pampered Chef. What, I'm not supposed to say labels? Okay, anyway, I was using one of those things and making scalloped potatoes for tomorrow. Can't wait to eat one of my favorite things. And I sliced a bunch of skin off of my thumb, okay. and I am so happy that Middletown is big enough to have a surgery center, an emergency room that I could go to at 4 o'clock so I could be here by 5.30 and preach. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. I'm not on drugs yet. <laughs> Let's see, 9.30. Okay, anyway, um, thank you so much for being here with us. So take the eyes off the thumb. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, so back to the topic of the evening. Most of us are, are, I think, kind of familiar with the the Christmas story as we find it in the books of Matthew and Luke and Scripture. You know, the one with Mary and Joseph and angels and shepherds and wise men. You know, part of the story was what Linus shared with us at the beginning of our service this evening. Um, A lot of times that's what we talk about on Christmas Eve because it's very familiar. It's it's, it's, it's comfortable. It's, it's, we know it. But tonight we're going to look at a, a different, a little different Christmas story, one maybe you might be familiar with, but you might not. This is the one that John shares with us. And, and it doesn't get into a lot of the angels and the manger and the, and, and the ship and all that kind of stuff. He doesn't deal with all those details of the night when Jesus was born, what happened that night. He focuses more on the meaning of that night and the long-term meaning as it affects you and me. Here's what he says. The word was first. The word was present to God. God present to the word. 
The word was God. In readiness for God from day one. Everything was created through him. Nothing, not one thing came into being without him. What came into existence was what? Life. And the life was the light to live by. The life light blazed out of the darkness. The darkness couldn't put it out. Would you read those last two lines with me again? The life light blazed out of the darkness. The darkness couldn't put it out. So John here talks about the word. Now, if you go back to the Greek, the word that is translated word here is the word logos. Uh, And you might be familiar with words we get from this like uh, logic or logistics or things like that. But, But, you know, it means a whole lot more here than than something that has to do with being logical. Actually, the logos, or the word here, is the source and the fundamental order of the cosmos of the universe, the underlying uh, force of all things, if you will. This logos, or word, has been forever. It was first, as John points out in the first verse of his first chapter, ever present to God is the word, and God is present to the word, Not only that, we're told the word was God in readiness from day one. The word was God in readiness from day one. It was through this word that everything was created. Nothing came into existence without the word. In other words... The word existed long before Bethlehem, before the manger in Bethlehem. But on one night long ago, 2,000 plus years ago, this logos, this word that had been forever was made flesh. This word that was God, became human in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus came to us face to face. The word became flesh. And as John tells us, when Jesus was born, what came into existence was life. It was life. Through this word made flesh, through this birth in a stable so many years ago, God brought the gift of life to us, to you and to me. Now, it's not flesh and bones, lungs breathing, heart pumping, physical being life that happens when we are physically born in the womb of our mother that we're talking about here. It's not that kind of of, of life we're talking about. This is the gift of spiritual life. This is the gift of life with the creator, the gift of heavenly life, the gift of kingdom life, the gift of eternal life, the gift of life that transcends the everyday, the here and now, and yet, and yet we can have that life every day in the here and now, and we get to do that, we get to have that, we get to share in that because of the one whose birth we celebrate tonight because of Jesus the Christ, because Jesus brings life, because Jesus 
is life. And this life is the light we are to live by. This life is the light we are to live by. The light we are to follow because because it is the life who we follow. It's Jesus who we follow, our guiding light. The light in an otherwise dark, dark world. And John, the writer John, tells us that the the life light blazed out of the darkness. Blazed out of the darkness. Do you see this? The life light blazed out of the darkness. And what happened? The darkness couldn't put it out. Say it with me. The darkness couldn't put it out. Well, then John goes on to tell us a little bit more about this life light, about the one who was born on this night long ago. And so we continue with this story in John, and we're using Eugene Peterson's version of Scripture known as the message. Here's what John tells us. He says, the life light was the real thing. Every person entering life, he brings into light. He was in the world. The world was there through him, and yet the world didn't even notice. He came to his own people, but they didn't want him. But whoever did want him, who believed he was who he claimed and would do what he said, he made to be their true selves, their child of God selves. These are the God begotten, not blood begotten, not flesh begotten, not sex begotten. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. (laughs) We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. Amen. Wow. Amen. Isn't that incredible? The word became flesh. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. I love the way that Eugene Peterson kind of gets my attention on that moved into the neighborhood. He goes on to say, we saw the glory with our own eyes, one of a kind glory like father, like son. This life light was the real thing. And scripture says those of us who enter life, those who are in relationship with him, with Jesus the Christ, he brings to the light. He makes makes us into our true selves to be the persons that God intended us to be when God first thought of us. And so tonight, we celebrate this gift of life, this gift of the life light. We celebrate the birth of Jesus himself, God's God's ultimate gift to you and to me, right there in the flesh. And, And the question we have is this, Are we going to unwrap this gift of life? Are we going to just leave it in the box? Are we going to accept this gift, truly accept this gift that God gives us this most holy night? Are we going to accept it? Are we going to unwrap it? Are we going to find out what's in there? You might say, well, that's kind of a dumb question. Why wouldn't we accept the most awesome, the most outrageous, the most incredible gift that was ever offered, this gift of life? that Jesus gives, this gift of life that Jesus is himself. Well, John talks about this, many of us not wanting to accept this gift. 
Listen to what John says. This is the crisis we're in. God light streamed into the world, but men and women everywhere ran for the darkness. They went for the darkness because they were not really interested in pleasing God. Everyone who makes a practice of doing evil, addicted to denial and illusion, hates God light and won't come near it, fearing a painful exposure. But anyone working and living in truth and reality welcomes God light so the work can be seen for the God work it is. God light streamed into the world, but men and women everywhere ran for the darkness. God light, opposite of God, darkness. This whole lightness, darkness, God associated with the light thing. Well, it's been with us from the very beginning. We go back and look in the book of Genesis. We find it right there, right at the start. I'm beginning at Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Talk about the word. God brought that into existence with a word, right? Light, boom. <laughs> there it is. And so from the very beginning, God brings light to an otherwise dark and dismal world. And those who are drawn to God are drawn to the light. And those who are turning away from God, they turn away from the light. They, they run from the light. They, they turn to the darkness. Your question tonight is this, what about you? What about you? Are you running for darkness or are you reaching for the life light that comes into the world tonight? And and are you allowing that life light that comes into the world tonight to guide you to be your life light in your life? This image of light It's prevalent all through the Christmas story. Here's what Luke, who wrote a portion of the Bible, here's what Luke says as he shares about the first visitors to the manger. He shares about the shepherds and how they heard the news. Mm. There were sheep herders camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly, God's angel stood among them and God's glory blazed around them. There's that There's that blaze again. And they were terrified. And the angel said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A Savior has just been born in David's town, a Savior who is Messiah and Master. This is what you are to look for, a baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger. And so we see that God's glory blazed around them. 
Can you imagine that? Can you imagine what it would be like to have God's glory blazing around you? Wow. I mean, blaze. It's not, you can't say blaze. It's like blaze. God's glory blazing. God's light was, is so powerful, it blazes. We've seen this before in Scripture. We saw, we read in Exodus where Moses goes up the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments, and he stood in the glory of the Lord. And when he came down from that mountain, Scripture tells us that his face was radiant was radiant because he stood in the blaze of God's glory. A blaze must be so intense that it's even beyond our capacity to understand that. Yeah, this this light and this idea of light, this blazing light just permeates through throughout this Christmas story. I mean, Think of those travelers from the east, the wise men, the magi, the scholars. What was it that they were following? Tell me, what were they following? Well, stars, for us, it's a, you know, it's a dot in the sky. But what are stars? They are blazing, absolutely blazing. And that's what God put in the sky so that these guys who are from a totally different culture, they knew to follow it because they knew what the ancient prophets had said, and they knew that there was going to be a sign. And they followed that sign, and the sign they followed was a blazing sign, and they followed it right up to the blazing one born that morning, that the one who we refer to tonight as the life light of the world. Light. It's everywhere in the Christmas story. It's everywhere. And that's because the light comes from God. And this story, this entire story, is God's story. It's a God loves us story. It's a God loves us so much that he came into the world to bring all of us salvation story. It's a Jesus was born in a manger so that he could go to Calvary 33 years later and die on a cross so that we could be saved kind of story. This is a big story. And it's because the life light came into the world. But again, we have a challenge. Jesus brings life. He is the life light of the world But as Scripture tells us, we love darkness. And so we try to avoid the light. We run from the light. We say, no thank you to the light. Which is very strange if you think about it, because deep down, way deep down, down below our our conscious level, down below the level which we're even really aware of, we have a need we have a desire, we have a longing for this light. Our challenge is we, our brain doesn't recognize that. We, we know we're longing for some, but we're not so sure. And we, so we try to fulfill this longing with a lot of other things, with, with material things, with physical things, with things that oftentimes do 
more harm than good for us because we think somehow they're going to fill this deep down longing and desire that's caused by uh, need for the life light. But the truth is, nothing, absolutely nothing, will satisfy this need other than Jesus Christ. Nothing will satisfy this need other than the one whose birth we celebrate tonight. And, and the thing is, whenever we try to fill this need with something other than the life light, Jesus the Christ, we remain in darkness. And so we've been created. We've been created by the master creator with a hole in our soul, with this void that only Jesus the Christ can fill. So if we get to a point in our life where we we just kind of let go and we just stop saying, no, God, no, God, and instead we say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, come into my life, then we are drawn toward the light as if it was a magnet. We are drawn toward the light. We just want to get closer and closer and closer to the light because the light is Christ. Nothing else will take the place in your heart in that God-shaped void other than the relationship with Christ. We're reminded of the words of Jesus himself. He describes himself in John chapter 8, verse 12. Say it with me. These are the words of Jesus. Say it with me. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Whoever follows me, Jesus says, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The life light. And so we've come full circle and, and, and we're back to the scripture we opened with this evening, John 1, 1 through 5. The word was first. The word present to God, God present to the word. The word was God in readiness for God from day one. Everything was created through him. Nothing, not one thing, came into being without him. What came into existence was life, and the life was light to live by. The life light blazed out of the darkness, and the darkness couldn't put it out. Our theme for the month of December has been unwrapping Christmas. We started unwrapping Christmas as we looked at hope, hope being the gift. And then the next week we looked at obedience. And then on Sunday... Even though we didn't have church, we hope that many of you did have church because hopefully you got the the webcam and we talked about wonder, the wonder of the birth, the wonder of Christmas. Now on Sunday, we'll conclude the series, Unwrapping Christmas. But tonight, we're looking at Unwrapping Christmas, the gift of 
life. The life light. And so as you came in this evening, you were given a box. Would you please pick up that box? And if you don't have a box, put your hand up. So we want everybody. There's one. Everybody, you've got one. Everybody needs a box. Put your hand up if you don't have a box. Okay, look at the tag, and it says, to you, from God. It said, please wait to open, but now let's open it together. Now, this gift is just a little reminder of what we've been talking about this evening. It represents the one who was born this day in the city of David, the Savior, who is Christ the Lord. As, as he said many years later, he came to bring us life and bring it abundantly. And so we take the light for these candles from the Christ candle that we lit at the beginning of the service from the life light of the world. And as we light each other's candles this evening, we'll be reminded of the life light of Christ and how that spreads through the world one light at a time. During the candle lighting, we'd like you to just take a moment and consider your life. And ask yourself, are you running for the darkness? Or are you reaching for the light? Have you stopped saying no and allowed the life light to bring light and life to you? You know, Jesus came to bring us life. Are you living the life that Jesus offers? Are you living the life that Jesus promises? Is the life light blazing in your life? If so, I'd say tonight, Say a prayer of thanksgiving sometime between now and before you leave. If the life light of Christ is blazing in your life, if not, if Jesus is not a part of your everyday life, if, if you're not following his light, are you ready to receive this gift, this incredible, awesome gift that, that Jesus offers this very night, this gift of life, this gift of life? You know, I can't imagine any better time than Christmas to open the most incredible gift you can receive, the gift, gift of the life light in your life, in your life. The life light. Why have we made such a big deal about this? Because Jesus is the light, and Jesus brings us purpose. Jesus brings purpose and meaning to our lives. Without Jesus bringing that purpose and meaning, our lives are empty. And the purpose and meaning that Jesus brings transcends anything that we could attain, get on our own, any title that we have, any paycheck that we get, any house that we own. It transcends because he transcends all of that. This light, 
the life that Jesus offers us brings healing. Healing to you, healing to me. Physical healing maybe, emotional healing, spiritual healing. Jesus brings healing. Jesus brings forgiveness. Jesus forgave me. Jesus forgave you. And so we're able to forgive one another. I couldn't do that on my own. But it's only through Christ can we truly, truly forgive and peace. Jesus the Christ, the life light, brings peace beyond understanding. Peace that is not, doesn't have anything to do with our circumstances. You know, our circumstances could be absolutely horrible, but Jesus in our lives, we can still feel peace no matter what our circumstances are. It's peace that passes all understanding. And so, Jesus, the life light, the light of the world. We're going to light our candles in just a few moments, but we have to like push pause and say be careful when you light the candles. Be sure to dip the unlit candle into the lit candle as it comes through. I can't wait in just a minute as we spread the life light through this worship center. Before we do that, let's pray. Oh God, we thank you so much for piercing the darkness, coming into into the world, into our lives. God, you loved us so much. You knew we needed a Savior. And a Savior is born this day. Oh, God, thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for peace. Thank you for healing. Thank you for purpose and meaning in our lives. You are an awesome God, Lord. And we give you the honor and the glory this evening. Amen. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. You know, as I, I wish that you could have seen what happened here in this worship center. As one light was passed to another, was passed to another, was passed to another. For the dark room became full of such a wonderful, wonderful light. And it was so cool to watch. You pass the light because isn't that what we're supposed to do? 
Isn't that what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to share Jesus, to share the light of the world with everyone we meet, with anyone who will listen. Oh God, help each one of us here tonight be vessels, be people who point to your glory. Our message is not about ourselves, Lord, but it's about you, the Savior of the world. God, if there's anyone in this room who doesn't know Jesus, Lord, pierce their hearts. God, I thank you for the transformation in my life, in the lives of so many. And we pray that nobody leaves without knowing you and realizing that you are the light and life of the world. Thank you, Lord. We pray this in your most precious and holy name. Amen.